Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit CARON.org slash lost. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, everybody. Holden here. Hey, and I'm Jackie Zbrowski. We are here to invite you to the live Page 7 and Wizard and the Bruiser show in Los Angeles, California. That's right. We're coming to the Regent Theater on Wednesday, December 11th. The tickets are just $22. You can get your tickets at lastpodcastnetwork.com slash p7live. Come on out. You know you want to meet us. Yeah. See you then, y'all. Bye. Why are we eating Funyuns and cigarettes for dinner again? Mama don't need a cig. Mama, Mama don't need a cigarette. My lotto tickets. Mama done. And Daddy needs his guns. I just spent two thousand dollars on some guns. I ain't got nobody. Mama, why my bones hurt so much? Why are they hollow inside like a bird and I can't fly? Mama, I won't fly away from you because I don't like you. Bitch, you're the hell up, you little boy. If I burnt you out of my fat pussy, I'll take you out of this world. So was the second person the mama? There's the dad. Oh, okay. <laughs> was that a fanfic of Forrest Gump, what life was like at home for Jenny? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why she wanted to get far, far away from here. She's having cigarettes and Funyuns for dinner. <laughs> Hey everyone, how you doing? This is The Brighter Side. I'm Ed Larson. That was Amber Nelson. And joining us, at as always, is Mr. Eddie Ewing. How you doing, Eddie? Uh, like a warm breeze on a hot summer day. Oh boy, you know how to talk pretty. <laughs> All right, and also joining us today, we are talking about the South. And if you're talking about the South, there's only one place to go, and that is to the well-read comedy boys. We got Mr. Drew Morgan and Trey Crowder. How you doing, fellas? Doing good. Trey was right at home with Amber doing impression of my mama. (laughs) Trey just put a dip in, which I I wanted to say he was like putting on for y'all, but he dipped earlier on our podcast that we did earlier today. So I think he's he's back on the dip. No, it's because I left the house early and I didn't bring my charger, so I'm worried that my vape pen's going to die. Vaping or dip. That's the liberal redneck. It's vaping and dipping. Vaping and dipping. So you... um. You swallow, you swallow it then. This is a snus or snus. snus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snus, they call it. 
which, as I understand it, is meant to be swallowed or is able to be swallowed. So, yeah, yeah I swallow. And I'm your stomach's just like, what the hell is this? Yeah, but as we were saying before we turned the mics on, my stomach feels that way all day long. Maybe this is why is you this? got the poo-poos, man. There's so many snus. different, Amber, I'm telling you, you can Keep try going. to pinpoint it, but you're not going to be able to. You, what he's really I, saying is you can try to pinpoint it, but I don't want to, so I never will. <laughs> right. Do you take medicine? Do you take Zantac? Uh, I eat Tums like candy. Tums, that yeah, counts. I eat a lot of Tums. Trey, yeah. tell them what you found in your pocket yesterday yesterday morning uh we were uh filming yesterday so we had to get up early as hell right i had a call time like 6 a.m and la 6 a.m it's like 58 degrees outside so you know i'm freezing cold and i get my jacket for the first time and put it on and i put my hands in the pocket of the jacket and i pull out uh a roll of rollades and a packet of Cholula hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, this sums me up pretty well right here. It's, it's like, like coffee I can't sp- ever be without either of these things. You know what I mean? Like, It's like coffee and smoking weed. I don't feel normal without them, but I got to do those to counteract each other to feel normal. Yeah, both both <laughs> Rolades and hot sauce. It's kind of like condoms. It's like, you know, I'd rather need or I'd rather... Have it, not need it, then need it, not have it. Absolutely, you know what I mean? man. I always have a Zantac in my pocket. Yeah. That's why they put that little pocket on the jeans. I also have Xanax. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I think, Trey, like, he puts hot sauce on a Rolaise and eats it. That's how I imagine him eating them. Oh, like an aperitif? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> aperitif. <laughs> uh, I didn't know what that word was, aperitif, until I found... Shitty liquor. <laughs> 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 right. Who's he ate the most? (laughs) Uh, Speaking of booze, in the South, y'all ever had moonshine? Of course, yeah, absolutely. Mommy's milk. Mommy's milk, that's right. Made in a radiator, baby. That's how you know it's good. My favorite was Herman Sr. We called his daughter Herman Jr., but her name was not Herman. We went to college with her, but uh, she was a local girl, and her dad lived nearby. He was an immigrant from Germany who moved to the South when he was seven. And he became a full-on German redneck. Like, that was his whole deal. And he loved the blues. That'll happen. And he had a blues festival at his house. I've like loved the blues. I love hanging out in the blues. <laughs> I love the fried chicken. I love... Uh, that's so great. Oh, the that's moonshine. I'm, that's awesome. Uh, Talk about Dolly Parton made, for a minute. He made moonshine. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it was, it was good. And he always told me... And I'd had moonshine around because I grew up in the sticks and people talked about moonshine, but no one had ever told me this. And I don't know if y'all ever had anybody tell you this, but he said the white lightning, that's what we give to the outsiders, to the Yankees, to the people who are full of shit. We like brown liquor. That white lightning's gross. It's like we just use that for mixers. Like if we're going to make 180 proof pure grain alcohol, that's for something else. If you come to my house and I give you that, that's because I don't like you. <laughs> you know, but like this brown liquor that I spent time on that actually tastes like something, that's what, you know, that's the real Is moonshine. Is that still like 180 proof or whatever? No, no, it's it's like it's like Jack Daniels or something. It's more like, uh, I fuck, 40%. Yeah. Was it 80 proof? Yeah. That's how it works? Yeah, so whatever the percent booth. is, the proof is double. But tell, yeah. them, uh, tell them about the, in my high wedding? school. Oh, no, high yeah. school. Like, this is like, this is redneck as hell right here. So and it's a moonshine story. For it. I went to Sunbright High School, uh, population 600, middle of nowhere. My high school biology teacher, uh, who used to say global warming was going to be fine because the earth would figure it out, which one day my friend Matt raised his hand and was like, yeah, but what if figuring it out is killing all of us? 
Uh, he didn't have a good rebuttal for that. But anyway, <laughs> Johnny Jones, one of his projects in chemistry, he taught both biology and chemistry. He uh, had us make moonshine. And his whole way around it being wrong or whatever was you have to burn the ethanol off when you make moonshine. You have to let that evaporate first. Mm -hmm. It has a slightly lower or higher, lower uh, evaporation temperature than actual alcohol. Ethanol will make you go blind. If you hear someone talking about having the hooch that's bad, what they mean is there's ethanol in it and you can go blind. It's why most people pour out the first gallon of and their moonshine when they make it, it's because it's got ethanol. And in the it. color of the flame when you're burning it That's off how you also tell. indicates the. Yes. So you can yes. go blind if you drink this? If you drink ethanol, you you'll go blind. Right. Yeah. So that's what they call by drunk goggles, right? Exactly. There. Yeah, right. So if you got <laughs> ethanol, so it's a natural byproduct of the yeast, just like alcohol is. Mm -hmm. So you have to get rid of it. He told us that he was leaving that in there to prevent us from drinking it. Oh, but so we, of course you're gonna fucking drink it. You're an idiot. They're teenage boys, yeah. right? Yeah. And, he, and he thought that would a get him away. He would be fine with not getting in trouble with like the school board, and b we wouldn't do it. But I was friends with the smart kids, and so like Austin, my friend Austin, you know he like works on cars and all that shit. This is like smart kids. Yeah, it's, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It worked. Like he got us to pay attention in chemistry class so much so that Austin was like, no, no, no. He taught us that blah, blah, and I, I didn't fucking listen. He was just like, we can drink it. And then I was like, what? And then my friend Brandon, who was also That's a the only drunk, way to get the fucking redneck kids to do science. Was exactly. Like, <laughs> you can't have this. they can't get drunk on this. Right. It's like, the hell we can't. But it works. <laughs> science will see us through. And then Brandon, the only way we're going to be able to get drunk is science, and then, boys. And, and like, then Brandon well, Lavender, here we uh, go. who's in jail now, hit me with some game theory where he was like, put yourself in his position. You're going to risk everything to do all this and get me blind drunk. If I go blind, he loses his job and probably goes to jail. He would never do that, Drew. And I was like, fuck it. If you guys will go first, I'll do it. And we got hammered drunk off moonshine and went to baseball practice. Off moonshine that you made in yes. your high school science class. Absolutely. I think that the teacher's whole thing was like his spin that he gave to the higher-ups was... I'll tell them that it's poison yeah. and it'll kill them. So they're not going to drink it. And if they're not going to drink it, it's a fun history and science lesson. But he knew the whole time, like, they're going to drink it and they're not going to go blind. That was his plan was to tell them that if he got caught. I want to be clear. There was no oversight here. Johnny Jones has been around forever. He played football there. He had a scar on his face where he got kicked in the face playing football at Sunbury High School. He told us that story a million times. I'm making him sound dumber than he is because I talked about global warming, moonshine, and football. He was actually a brilliant man who also took a spelunking but uh i think he didn't give a fuck that's what it's underwater diving i thought it was cave cave, 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 cave diving? yeah, yeah. spelunking cave caving cave shit man that's yeah. the craziest yeah. shit i've ever heard in my life going in a cave i met a guy who does that because he has ptsd and he says that you um from the war or something he's like a polish guy mm -hmm. and he says he has to do these crazy things in order to keep his mind going so and he, he has cave diving? cave diving and he says you keep a knife with you because drowning is more painful than stabbing yourself to death Really? If you get your cord wrapped up. That's a really Eastern European mentality, I think. <laughs> yeah. you know he, I mean? he goes into a cave that is also yeah. underwater. Drowning yes. is okay. not as bad as getting stabbed to death. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a fucking Anything's preferable yeah. to... And <laughs> also, Amber, I want to know where you hang out at, because, like, 
I listened to y'all's last, or I don't know if it's the last one, but one of the last episodes for, mm. uh, before I came earlier, and it was about Thanksgiving, yeah. and you were talking about that Russian barback. Oh, and yeah. Talking, Russian barback, Polish spelunker, like you're fucking. Just whomever. Are you a commie? You're going to like commie rally? Hey, what about you know, all these fucking what these about Soviets? She, I know. explained his PTSD just by saying he was Polish. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's Polish. Yeah. I yeah, went over to PTSD the- from birth trying to rip his wide shoulders out of his mother. <laughs> <laughs> I went over to his apartment. I don't know why I did that, but he sleeps in a hammock. And he was like, hammock for two? And I was like, nah. <laughs> hammock not for two, man. It's nice that he asked. <laughs> it is nice that he but asked. But that's different. Yeah. That's not the Russian barback? No, that's a different guy. That's the Polish guy with a knife. You, did you work with the Russian barback? I worked with him. Okay. And don't sleep with your coworkers because it was bad. It's a bad idea. I bad heard idea. that. I, yeah, mean, I heard you guys talking about that, and I had like... I learned that lesson the hard way mm-hmm. back in my like uh, waiting tables yeah. days. Yeah. Oh, fucking, that's that's when you do because you all get hammered together. Right. It's so easy. Everybody's yeah, fucking drinking and on drugs and dumb and fucking and stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was, uh, don't don't act like it wasn't fun. Though. I mean, oh, it it's fun, fun, but yeah. it just ruins you know the rest of the month. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, in case you guys didn't, I think notice, that's because you're. We're talking about the South. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and we this is the second time we've done it. Last time we had, who we have on for the last South? We had Sean Patton and Mindy Tucker and on. Poe yeah. Diddley No Arms. Yeah. <laughs> is that a character you or Sean did? Yeah. They came in. It was hard to get in the studio with no arms. Couldn't open the door. <laughs> it was easy to get them out. You just dragged them with a rope. Uh, but we, we're talking about the brighter side of the South, things that have a negative connotation. We like to put a brighter side on them. And you all know more about the South than I think anyone I've ever talked to my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. You're from Florida, right? And I'm which from part? Florida. But hold on. Which part? Because me and you were talking about Tampa and Jacksonville and stuff the yeah. other night. What part are you from? I'm Where'd from, you grow up? In? I grew up, I'm born in Orlando, but I grew okay. up in Boca Deerfield, which is basically New York City. Okay, all right. You know, everyone all right. down South Florida is like, it's, you know, that's why I sound like this. It's Jersey mixed with redneck. Yeah, it is, right. And that's like, you know, they have that saying in Florida, the further north you go, the further south you get Absolutely. in the state of Florida. And, uh, yeah, the, like, northernmost parts of the state of Florida are fucking the south as hell. I mean, fucking mm-hmm. Leonard Skinner, yeah. man. Leonard Skinner, Tom Petty, all that. Jacksonville. And, like, yeah, Jacksonville. I mean, I love it, though. I'm obsessed with it. I lived in Tallahassee for five years also. Right, That's okay. real south. That's Absolutely. officially Bible yeah. Belt. That shit's weird and, and scary. People try to sell you knives on the street and shit. Oh, buy them. You're from Cincinnati, right? <laughs> oh, no. I When I moved to the States, I lived in Georgia, North Carolina, Tennessee, then Louisiana. Uh, Louisiana, I lived in like a little town a couple hours outside of New Orleans. And with Louisiana, we all know New Orleans. We all love New Orleans. But the towns everywhere else in Louisiana hates New Orleans. They think it's murderous. They don't like the, you know... The, the, it is murderous. It is murderous, yes. <laughs> They're right. Yeah. They New are Orleans right. is my favorite. That's what my favorite American city. Yeah, mine too. I, mean, I, the I love city in this country. They also, Crown jewel of the South. What else opinion. do they hate about it, though? It's not just They don't just hate the murdering. Well, they also hate the blacks, right? Uh, well, it's like a, a, it's a port town. So historically, okay. it's had people from all over the world. So you've got, you know, just every single culture there. And people just don't like, you know, there's a big thing about... The other, we don't like people from outside of town. And it's also a big thing in the South where, like, family standing. So if something happens to you, but the person's family is, like, well standing in town, then good luck getting them arrested. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, Bobby Bowden had more power than the sheriff of Tallahassee. That's for damn sure. Yeah. 
But who you think's the most powerful man in the state of Alabama? It's Nick Saban, absolutely. without a doubt. He, he can, can go he can fucking murder. eat a dick because when well, he does play Dolphins. Yeah, yes, yes, he can. That's right. <laughs> I heard a story when he was coaching the Dolphins that he stepped over a player who was having a seizure during practice. <laughs> he stepped over him on his way to cuss out some other player, whatever. But like you know, hey, he's the greatest. No, he's not. Uh, oh man, they suck this year. Thank God. I know it's the best, right? Yeah, they right. suck. They've lost two games, but I'm with you. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck those motherfuckers. <laughs> but yeah, but dude, Nick Saban could fucking murder a man. Yeah, on, get away with on it on the town square in fucking Birmingham, Alabama, and get away scot free with it, yeah. dude. He's a god down there. There was a story I had because I used to. I might. Okay, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. But there was a little town I lived in, and I fell off the back of a pickup truck mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, on the highway, and um, I was bloody and fucked up. In and a then, bikini, too. In a bikini. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> you know, it's a classic Southern lady. But then the guy's like... That's actually a Southern bell down there now. Yeah. Yeah. They were going to try to your, add it to your red cred is just out of the, off the roof right now. <laughs> but then the guys took me to a gas station and, like, hosed me down, and <laughs> they all got boners looking at me, and then they dropped me off at my house and i crawl my bloody broken body in the house and i call my friend uh, who's a closeted gay man to bring me to the hospital and they didn't uh, take you to the hospital no they dropped me off in front of my house like a dead body and i crawled my way in so fuck that town yeah fuck those people because he got away with it because i was in a bikini and my you know i was new in town mm-hmm. and his family had good standing so he was just it was just like well amber did it because she's in a bikini and he got excited yeah. even though Jesus. everybody was telling him to slow down so you know fuck your small town yeah, well fuck i feel bad about laughing at the beginning of the That's story. Okay. Yeah. It's funny. No, I mean, it started it's out funny. It is based on a right. joke I have. I mean, I, I admit the boners and the crawling yeah. my dead body home. Leave yeah. the boners in. I'm Leave kidding. the boners in. But I, listen, I, man, fuck. All right, so there's a thing that I have an uncomfortable relationship with in general called holler justice because it's been used as a stereotype where I'm from, which is the middle of Appalachia. It's been used as a stereotype to like define the people that I come from as these like backwoods, we'll take matters into our own hands. But it, like most stereotypes, it comes from some truth. And the thing about family standing where I'm from, it's very real, but it's also known that like you can treat poor people that way if you're from a good or upstanding family to a certain point. Mm-hmm. And then at a certain point, you're gonna have to kill them, yeah, because they're gonna come kill you. Yeah, and there's like, a lot more of them. I don't even know. Of you. I, this is probably very unhealthy and toxic masculinity or whatever that shit. But like, mm. you were telling that story, and at the end, I was like, let's just go murder him right now, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, what if we shoot him in front of his family right now? And we're like, no, you guys are a good family. That's why you have to die together. Yeah. Do you, you remember his name? I do, but I don't want to say you it on the, say air. the podcast. But tell me right. later. We got a <laughs> we got a show in New Orleans in March. Just tell. I'm kidding. Like yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah, like. Yeah, I just yeah, met yeah. you, and I'm like, you're my sister. We're gonna do this. <laughs> I'm gonna kill this guy. But there's another story of like a town over, but this preacher who's 50 was caught sleeping with a 16 year old girl. His grandma walked in, so that's rape. She's mm-hmm. 16. He's 50. Yeah. And then the town tried to be like, you he's know, senator now. He's senator. Yeah. Well, mm. the, she her parents were uh, divorced, so maybe she deserves it. Right. Mm. Then that's the mentality of this fucking the, town. Probably the craziest story Jesus. from my childhood in my hometown when I was growing up there. So, like, me and Drew from, he mentioned his hometown earlier, Sunbright, and 
we're from very similar places. Like, no, you had a Dairy I know, Queen. We had a Dairy Queen, so we were hot shit. I worked at a Dairy Queen. But uh, at a Dairy Queen, they had a Chinese you know, restaurant once upon a time. No, oh. they came in and left very quickly. It didn't last. <laughs> we didn't even have but a red had, light. Uh, we we had no no traffic lights in either town. No WalMarts. No McDonald's. Wow. Any of that shit. They're very very rural. We graduate. Would you graduate with forty three? I graduated with like sixty five people. So like I say, Metropolis. That was, the, but that was the biggest. <laughs> biggest graduating class in the history of my school it's normally wow. like 50 something very 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 rural um but what okay two things the first thing is the most scandalous thing that ever happened when i was growing up there was uh one of my best friends who i grew up with the same age as me and was a college football player and it's like you know beloved by the community and he just like he went to play college football in his sophomore year. He came back home, and he's like, 20 years old, and he just, like, literally fell over dead one night, just, like, died literally out of nowhere at oh. 20 years old as a fucking Damn. college athlete. And they found out later, after the autopsy, that he had, like, a congenital heart thing uh, that he was born with, but nobody had never been caught, so no one was aware of it. Um, but before they identified what had happened, uh, his dad was the Methodist preacher in my hometown mm-hmm. and total pillar of the community, strength and conditioning coach of the football team, like fucking like, you know, like one of the guys. Before they found out what had happened to him, his dad professed to the whole town at his son's wake in front of everybody that he had been having an affair with a local pillbilly whore that he'd been like getting drugs for and all this shit and all this scandalous stuff and the reason he came clean was because he was convinced that the lord had murdered his son oh my god in retaliation for his like transgressions or whatever right. wow and then fucking that, that and he just left forever so, and has what, been gone so ever let's since. vote just just the men sorry amber <laughs> what's better blame the lord or the women what do you guys <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Lord blamer myself. But what if God's a woman? <laughs> right. So yeah, it's a, ah, yeah, it's a wild, wild place. So both, but, though, right. but I've talked to him about this a lot, and this is true. Like, I'll, at the same time, like, I had this really okay. So I, part of the reason we're here, other than just you know, we're all friends, and we love each other, mm-hmm. is that like we're like you know staunch defenders of the south allegedly i know right the whole time we've been here it's just i've been just shitting on it or fucking telling these wild ass stories but yeah we're like fucking you know like progressive hillbillies and fucking telling you know trying to show the other side of the south and all this part of the way that i became that way in the first place is that like i used to actually be way worse about it when i like first left my hometown at like 18 i genuinely had this mentality of like all those stereotypes about the South being crazy racist and crazy homophobic and all that, like, that's all bullshit. That shit ain't real. Like, I really thought that. And then I met other people from towns like mine, like Drew and other guys that I met, you know, who would tell me these insane stories about where they're from. And I was like, holy shit, clearly it is. But, like, for whatever reason in my hometown, like, we didn't have, like, like, my uncle is gay, and he's lived in my town pretty much his whole life, and he had, like, a successful deli on the town square. And is never he did. out? Yeah. Yeah, every, okay. yeah, everybody knows it. Uh, uh, and he, you know, his bit, the deli went out of business when everything else went out of business when the factory left. But, yeah. But, like, he never got harassed. Springsteen's never got home. harassed, nothing like that. When I was growing up in high school, like, you, 
you nobody ever said the n word because because we cut now to a black person from Salina. They did say the n word, <laughs> and then got their asses whipped because that was right. like getting saying the n word was a good way to get your ass whipped by yeah. Cedric and Detray and them because we have real names. Everybody not just names. doing stereotypes. I knew That's Cedric true. And Cedric and Detray, Kyle and Josh <laughs> and Skybone. What's up? Uh, but we had a black community there where I grew up, and like I, I don't know if that's why or what, but like I never encountered or even had any indirect interaction with any like fucking like clan shit or nothing like that my whole mm-hmm. life. So I like left that town thinking that all that was like mythical or whatever, yeah. but but it's not. It's very fucking real in a lot of places, but my town, for whatever reason, just wasn't really like that. It's interesting you bring up the um, God murdered my son because there is this thought of like something bad happened oh uh, they must have done something wrong and upset god well, they're very right. religious down south well yes. my, my mother-in-law who's super religious slightly racist you know conservative all these things lives in a small town but she has pointed out to me that the south and i think this is true has a very fatalistic mentality as a culture and I think, and, and I told her, and she gave me some pushback, but she eventually relented. I think religion has a lot to do with it. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, yeah. It, the idea that whatever happens to you is your fault because God wouldn't have let it happen to you if you didn't do something wrong seems to be a way to explain so much bad shit. So much. Yeah. And even in my 20s, and even now sometimes I catch myself that, and also thinking I don't deserve certain things. I can only get it if I work really hard and not if I think harder at it you know and i i don't deserve money i don't deserve happiness because i'm a bad person and i've got to work harder it's like very like mm. medieval thought when i was uh 15 i actually the first guy i ever remember liking i didn't really know i was gay then but i knew i liked guys it was in apple it was in appalachia in uh, west virginia and uh he didn't know he was gay i didn't know i was gay but we became friends mm-hmm. and then i came back i came back home he called me on a phone on the phone months later crying saying the devil sent me oh my god so tempt him because he wanted that dick yeah yeah but that's a little that sucks that's a little bit of a compliment it was very, you, I felt you were flattered. so I was sexually like... enticing to him he thought that satan himself had sent you there where was yeah. that is that where you grew up uh no 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 i was just i was uh there on like i was there for like a summer yeah just but, building uh, homes for i'm poor from people. south jersey which is basically were you down there building homes for poor people? Yes. All right, so this real quick story. My buddy Richard, so y'all would come in and do that in Why my town. Why do treat the South like Africa? <laughs> they do. <laughs> well, they do. And much like Africa, like it, yeah. we're aware of it. Yeah. So my buddy Richard, they would come in, and all these people would come in, and they would sleep at the First Baptist Church's gym. They would camp. They would like build cots or whatever there. Richard would go up there to play basketball with them during their lunchtime, as we all would, and try to like flirt with the girls. Richard would act real dumb. Right. And he would just be like, so you guys are from New Jersey. What's TV like? And would always end up fingering a girl. Like every, like every yeah. week, oh, a I'm new sure. slew of girls would come in, and he would bang one of them or finger him in his <laughs> truck because he would pretend to be dumber than he was. Oh, that's city oh, pussy. Yeah. Exactly. He got city <laughs> pussy by pretending to be a hillbilly. And women love fixing men. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Some of the girls, women love fixing men. Men love fixing cars. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they call the, the cars always have a girl name. Some of the oh, that's. True. They always yeah. it's my baby. When I talk about stamps.com, I always wonder who in the world goes to the post office and why. 
Stamps.com brings the post office right to you. No need to interrupt your work day to fight traffic to get to the post office, especially now during the holidays when the post office is extra busy with people sending holiday cards and gifts. That's why you need Stamps.com. Anything you can do at the post office, you can do at Stamps.com. Stamps.com eliminates trips to the post office and saves you money with the discounts that you can't even get at the post office. Stamps.com brings all the services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your computer. Whether you're a small office sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, or even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready, just hand it to your mail carrier or drop it in the mailbox. It's that simple. With Stamps.com, you get five cents off every first class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail. Not to mention it's a fraction of the cost of those expensive package meters. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. It's no wonder over 700,000 small businesses already use Stamps.com. Don't spend a minute of your holiday season at the post office this year. Sign up for Stamps.com instead. There's no risk. With my promo code BRIGHTERSIDE, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in BRIGHTERSIDE. That's stamps.com, enter brighter side. Stamps.com, never go to the post office again. Uh, the, women, the girls I grew up with, they were like women at 14. You oh, know what yeah, I mean? absolutely. Oh, my God. My, uh, jobs and responsibilities. And babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, gonna, this is not a super long story, but it's going to take some twists to get here. My wife it. just did a short film about a drug dealer slash drug addict from a town like ours, a female. She played the role. And it was based on this girl that she went to junior high with named Brittany who was just so mean to everybody and so horrendous and just like was a bully and all that. And then she left her eighth grade year and she told me that story and I was like, Brittany who? And she told me her last name. My wife and I, we didn't meet till college, but we grew up pretty close to each other, like 30 miles apart. I knew that girl's family. My brother, who's also an addict, Jesus, we're really taking a lot of turns. The point is, I knew that girl's backstory and I told it to her. And she was like, oh, that's why she was so fucking horrendous. Her family life was horrible. Her dad was an addict, and he ended up dying. Yeah. Like, he od Like, her mom remarried. That guy ended up being a piece of shit. And it's what you're talking about. Brittany was a very angry, grown woman in eighth grade. So all those little girls annoyed the fuck out of her. Yeah. Because yeah, she had actual problems. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's always yeah. the bullies that have the worst home life. Like, there was a guy I saw in church. He pushed a kid down a flight of stairs. But mm-hmm. his dad would go home. He'd go home, and his dad would beat the shit out of him. Absolutely. That's the whole thing. Because that's all you know how to deal with people. Well, also, you got to win a fight once in a while. So, uh, what's the name of this podcast? <laughs> the Rider Side. I know. We'll get to it. We'll get, <laughs> we'll get to, it. to it. I was just thinking that. <laughs> we'll, get, it's by, we'll get to it by the end. That's what I like to do. I like to tear something apart, and then we say why we like it. You know? Yeah. And I think that's very important. you got to recognize what's wrong with something before you can like it. Well, I said we defended it, but we defend it, I, th- I think, in very specific scenarios. I yeah. mean, our book is called called Dragon Dixie out of the dark. It's not like we've spent our whole careers being Southern apologists. Yeah. But it's just that when we go on tour and someone in San Francisco, who probably has a good heart, Mm -hmm. this literally happened, asks him, literally, no irony, how'd you get to college? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is a fair question. How'd you get to college? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> he's just with all those teeth. Uh, he's first, got I had to, tooth. first, I had to bribe a riverboat captain. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it, right? Like he said, like we had, I, like we try to be careful about, like, because I know sometimes we don't watch it, we can come off as like apologists, and we don't want to do that. Like, we don't ever want to like try to act like all the bad shit about the South like doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it does. It's just that, like, it, a couple things. A it doesn't represent the entire South, everybody that's from there. And B, a lot of that same shit exists in the rest of this country, too. Oh, yeah. oh the Just, North You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like I, where I grew up was, uh, I grew up in, like, rural New Jersey out in, like, the woods. You can find Confederate flags everywhere there. You Absolutely. can find country we, music. Boston I think is people the most just place I've ever people lived. just love to pretend that they live in the South there or something. I don't know what it is, but there was tons of racist shit everywhere. And Hollywood is the most sexist place I've ever lived in, besides Saudi Arabia. It comes in second. Hollywood. Just go up to Fresno, up like you know, two hours north. It's like here's a little we, question uh, for you. Yeah. What do, what state do you think has the most chapters of the KKK? Indiana. Indiana. What? <laughs> <laughs> it is California. No shit. California has more chapters of the KKK than any other country. The Pacific Northwest is incredibly racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It is crazy. I mean, that's where y'all kind of was at. Remember the fucking the Bundys or whatever? Those people. Like the origin of the phrase "y'all Qaeda" was those people who were trying to take over that the militia. The militia. Yeah, with the was that what he called them? No, it was he had a anyway that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Huff from Kentucky, comedian who who's talks brilliant about all the stuff rules. we've been talking about. But it was that was a national. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? That, yeah. What, what yeah, were the, they? The, the guys bu- in the woods that what, tried were, to, what was their fucking uh, the Bundys, right? The, Something. Yeah, Bundy's? It was his family name. Yeah, they were in Oregon. They were yeah. in the woods. It was about they, land, and they uh, started being rights. called y'all kind of like yeah. yeah popularly. But anyway, mm-hmm. yes. Corey right. calls the Pacific Northwest. The other guy on our tour, he calls it that off the grid racism. Yeah. Where they think that white people's culture is supreme, yet they somehow reject all of the advances that white people's culture in America has made. <laughs> yeah. it's like, no, no, we're better because we have electricity, but we hate electricity. It's very weird. Idaho <laughs> racism is strange. There's a um a a battle that the clan had many years ago with native people and uh, the the clan people got out of the cars and they started fighting but then they quickly realized they were outnumbered so they just ran in the woods and left their wives and children in the car well they're cowards if they cowards. cowards they wouldn't wear fucking hoods yeah right. you know like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. so Absolutely. our point is we don't want to come across like apologists but just to bring it completely back to this podcast you're from the south like that's where you came of age you had all that shit happen to you that sucks but you're a southerner and I'm not trying to throw that on you if you don't want that that's fine I don't want to be a southerner I'm just kidding <laughs> but I, it, it just frustrates me that um, the south has to and we should we deserve to bear the brunt of all these horrible people if they're from the south we have to claim them but we should also get outcast and Amber and Oprah yeah. and fucking Tig Mark Taro. Twain Mark Twain, you thank know. you. Like, Tennessee awesome. Williams, he's yeah. also Petty gay. Tom for fuck's yes. sake. Tom Petty for fuck's sake. Now we, yeah, right. Like he, like people, like fans of ours will try to like make us like, it, like uh, exceptions, like exceptions yeah. to the South, and, and where our whole thing is like, no, 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 like we're like forty like, percent, we're like thirty, like, like we also count. Yeah. We're, minor, the we're the minority. You know what I mean? Like, but we're not the exception. That's right. a the very vocal, different word. Right, it's the yeah. very vocal major, uh, minority over the silent majority. 
which is a lot of every fucking culture. I mean, like, think about New York City. Yeah. You know, we know it's filled with crime and fucking criminals and shit, but we all romanticize so it much for racism and one so my, much racism. No one's more favorite, racist than like Italian it, people. But one it, of my favorite but things. But New York racism that, does feel way more like homey. It's like folksy racism. It's like, can you believe that? That maybe it's just because I'm from the south. But when some dude is like these fucking Puerto Ricans, I'm like, let's hear yeah. what he has to say. I'm not gonna agree uh, with it, but it might be funny. One of my favorite things that John Oliver ever did on on last week tonight was he was he did this whole segment, you know, the deep dive segment he does or whatever he was talking about how segregated the country still is, and he was yeah. like, in edu- like school specifically schools, our school systems are still horribly segregated in this country, and he was like, and I know what you're thinking. Thanks a lot, the South. He was like, but actually, statistically speaking, the South is the least segregated part of the yeah, country right. in terms Chicago, of Chicago. He was like, fucking Boston. And he, Boston. He, he said, he was like, you know, the number one most segregated part of this entire country in terms of school systems, New York City. New York City. Yeah. And, like, and like, and and that and that's that's kind of our whole thing is like, we're not trying to act like all that bad shit don't exist in the South. We just feel like. The rest of the country uses the South as the scapegoat for it, yeah. as if we are the only part of the country that does that bad shit. And, who, and who suffers when they uh, use us as the scapegoat? It ain't us. Because let me tell you something about, maybe it's me and you as comedians trying to be out here in L.A., but like my dad don't give a single fuck what people in New York think about him. Who's suffering when people in New York use the South as a scapegoat to prevent them from addressing their own black people in New York? Yeah. Hispanic people That's who suffers When you use the South As the scapegoat As this is where All our problems are You don't address Your own fucking problems Right Yeah Why is it so Republican in the South Why is it so red in the Mostly South? Jerry, gerrymandering And then the second answer And I, sometimes I flip flop Sometimes I think it's These are one and two And I don't know what order It's mm-hmm. gerrymandering And it's abortion And religion I was yeah. gonna say Jesus Most of my life Growing up My quick answer to that Was Jesus Like it's just Yeah Jesus They were but, Oh, go ahead. No, I mean, like, like, um, like you said, gerrymandering is a huge part of it because, like, really, like you, you know, like we're all comics and we, like, we fucking toured all around the country, and in our experience, like, it's really not that much of a geographical thing. It's a urban rural thing. Like, man, like you know, mm-hmm. we did a show in Spokane, and the next night we were in Seattle, so we're driving across the state of Washington, mm-hmm. and buddy. Trump sign, Trump sign. That Trump was like Trump driving Trump through Trump Alabama. Yeah. Like, it was the same shit, you know what I mean? And, like, and dude, California's the same accents. way. You drive from San Francisco to L.A., that yeah. whole fucking whole almond farm stretch there on the fight. A lot crazy. of pickup trucks, a lot of Trump signs. Like, it's, like, you know, and, like, we just have more of those areas and the way they're districted off, you know, in the South. But, like, it still is more of a thing called religion has a stronger hole where we're from than it does anywhere oh yeah, yeah. yeah. speaking right. of abortion there were girls in high school that would like get you'd see a little bump and then they would just disappear mm-hmm. and the guys would be walking around the school hall like nothing happened they oh, still yeah. have their whole life ahead of them and you just never saw sandra again wow. she's just gone we had she was marked you yeah. were supposed to have in my my school actually there were so many pregnant girls that we had a daycare in our high school. Whoa. Damn. We had a, we had a, but we also had a big-ass school. Like yeah. You said you had a graduating class of 65, right. and that was large. Ours was like, we were supposed to have 900, but it ended up being like 700 and something. Wow. You know, so That's it's huge. like, we. I went to a giant fucking school. In the South, I mean, 
where I'm from, South Florida, it may be very New York, but there's still plenty of that redneck shit down there. The people who yeah. grew up down there, the people who live in the fucking Everglades, the fishermen, like that. You know that it still exists, right. and that's what's weird is when you get those like mafia northern thinking people mixed in with the southern people. Yeah, dude, Florida is the wildest state in the union, man. It's fucking <laughs> nuts, dude. It's crazy. I love it, though. I'm a fan of Florida as a state. Because gonna, of that, how crazy it is, I, I love it. I want to push back a little bit. And I've lived in Florida, and so I can say I'm not going to push back against what you said generally because Florida's so fucking weird. Yeah. But one thing that does – another thing that bothers me about all this is and, – and we can talk about even Trump specifically, which I know we are all loath to because it's just uh, – we're all over it, I guess. You said fishermen, and we were talking about trucks and the farms and all that, and I cannot pretend like the working class in this country – hasn't been because of a lack of education or whatever you want to say at least slightly behind at least on the surface when it comes to progressive issues but i'm so sick of throwing all that on them when dude you go to you you go to nashville you go to staten island you go to any place where the divide is this way that way and you start figuring out who is it that hates gay people you can easily come to the conclusion that it's like these working class people but when you look at who's funding the study that came out yeah, who's like pushing that propaganda? Like billionaires, exactly. Like money off and of I the hate. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if it's that. I don't know if they actually hate gay people. I don't know what their fucking deal is. But I'm just. I'm just. Hesitate. I know what their deal like is. Like the median it's fucking keeping income people of a pissed Trump off voter about gay people instead of the fucking amount of money that they're making. Sure, yeah, that's sure. what it is. But the median income of a Trump voter right now is seventy thousand dollars. Where I'm from, seventy thousand dollars is a fucking decent amount of money. You're upper middle class where I grew oh, yeah. up. Easily. I want to talk about those people. And I don't know if because they have an accent, people from New York assume they're working class, mm -hmm. which might be it, or if because they're Trump supporters, people assume they're working class. But I'm tired of throwing, just like I'm tired of us throwing all our problems on the South, I'm tired of us throwing all our problems on the working class. Working class people don't throw whole elections. I'm yeah. not saying they're not a voting block, and I'm not saying they're not racist. I'm not defending white working class people as much as I'm saying, stop putting it all at their feet. There's motherfuckers making $100,000 a year Voting for Donald Trump. Oh, absolutely. And that ain't working class. Man, there's rich Jews voting for Donald Trump. Yeah. Right. You know, it's yeah. A, I've met him. It's crazy. And it it's exists. Not, yeah, and it's not just one group of people. Like, Prop 8, when that was a big thing in California, mm -hmm. the people that were voting for that were, like, not. So, right. like, there's all kinds of. Right. Usually, it's just Jesus that ties into most of this stuff. Yeah, right. man. Right. It's, it's weird. That, it it's either Jesus or money or both. It's Jesus or money. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. Absolutely. But, you know, 100%. like. It, I, like you're exactly right. They just do this to make us all distracted, to right. fighting with each other from the money, man. And the people, people in like Compton have probably more in common with people in like yeah. you know Boondocks. like Appalachia, like then they, and they don't yeah. know it because like the media pushes a narrative. No, yeah, I had a whole bit about how all the similarities between poor white people and poor black people. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because oh, and yeah. I remember the first time that that ever occurred to me. I was a kid and I was I always loved comedy and D. L. Hughley just put out a new special. Uh, HBO special or Showtime, one of the two, and it was called Coming Home, D.L. Hughley. I remember that. And his closer, his whole closer was like a 10-minute bit where he was like, come home with me, y'all, let's go home. And he's like walking through his neighborhood as a kid, and he's pointing out all the different shit in the neighborhood, but, you know, in like a funny way, and talking about his, like, his grandmama and her like fucking fish grease and all this stuff, whatever else. Yeah. And I remember watching that and just loving it and laughing my ass off, and towards the end of it, realizing, like, Literally every word of what he just said applies to me as a fucking 10 year old poor white trash kid in Tennessee or whatever. You know what I mean? And that was the first time I realized like 
how similar like well dude not to the, be cheesy but the power of jokes i the first time that happened to me was i don't even remember who did it, it was on bet and the joke was about how uh if you grew up in the ghetto your nickname is whatever's wrong with you yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, oh, yeah. and he went through the joke and i was like oh god that's where that's all my uncles that's where i grew up yeah. you hey, get chicken yeah. wing yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's got one arm that won't <laughs> Do you remember unfold that was, that was the football coach i had <laughs> yeah. he had one little arm we yeah. called him chicken wing rest, <laughs> rest, rest, rest in peace midget mark I was my, <laughs> yeah from trace hometown we had, uh, high school, yeah. we had wobbling anybody? willie in my neighborhood what wobbling willie wobbling willie <laughs> <laughs> It's weird that the South is so Republican when, in fact, they have very liberal values. Like, they're all like, oh, you want to share some gasoline for your car? Can I borrow your car to get to work? Well, Let's share these fields, this crop. Let's go fishing in the so lake together. on and that note, I t- the first time I met Eddie here, he was uh, making this documentary, and we had a talk on it, and I told him about my dad who had passed away, and, like, we didn't have no money. We are broke as shit, but my dad was like, uh, he was like the OG liberal redneck wasn't about jesus at all loved david lynch loved david bowie loved weed had long hair beard all this shit was just like you know but also loved leonard skinner and was fucking taught like this you know and like but he was beloved in my hometown despite not sharing pretty much any of their beliefs right and he passed away in 2013 and we had uh he was cremated but we had like a, a, a wake you know a service or whatever at the funeral home and they had cremated him there so when after when all that was over i went up to the funeral director and i was like okay so what's the bill you know i'll fucking make payments on or whatever what do i owe you and he was like you don't owe us nothing and i said what do you mean he was like everybody in the town everybody pitched in and they paid for it like it's covered you don't know you don't owe us anything and i got choked up and you know fucking cried about it and everything it was very moving but also like 90 percent of those same people think socialism is a fucking four-letter word you know what i mean yeah. like they hate it when it gets brought up and it's like but that's like that's why i have such a difficult time with all this type of shit you know what i mean like it is complicated mm-hmm. because of shit like that because like i know those people those are my people you know what i mean and it's like it's just i think it's it, weird i think it's changing and maybe i'm you know and no one's ever accused me of being too optimistic but maybe i am being too optimistic but i think that kind of thing is changing where um people who are super into bernie sanders or people who are uh very pro-gay rights and and like that's an issue that's important to them and they go talk to some of those people and they are able to say to them look i'm not trying to convince you that hillary clinton or barack obama or whoever it is is the savior of the world i'm trying to get you to listen to what my life is like and understand that some of these policies could be different and and again maybe i listened to the wrong podcast i listened to the trillbillies podcast which is a socialist podcast out of whitesburg kentucky mm-hmm. but like the south has a history of organizing <laughs> yeah coal miners baby coal Johnny miners paycheck in the civil rights movement the unions yeah, yeah. unions yeah. and the civil rights movement i'm not going to say the south gets all the credit that's not fair or true but like a lot of it was born there and a lot of it was structured there it's all there it's just that at some point, and it was, uh, was it Newt Gingrich? The Southern know. Strategy. Oh, the Southern? I don't know. I don't know. Personally. There was there was in the late 70s, early 80s, I think. I'm sure I got my dates wrong. There was this idea that through religion. It started with LBJ signing the Civil Rights Act was the thing. they like, and, the, and then they capitalized on that with 
aligning themselves with Jesus and also... You're talking about the Strom Thurmond move, which was there, and that was the racism. There was a move to, to take the racists back from the Democrats, and I have no, like, be gone. Mm-hmm. Good fucking riddance. There was also a move, though, in the late 80s. I don't know if it was Newt Gingrich or... One of, it's one of those talking head types who was essentially like religion. We're going to use religion, and then it became uppityness, for lack of a better word. Yeah. That whole, like, liberal elite thing. It's right. bullshit. It's super weird. But people where we're from have become convinced that Democrat or liberal or whatever, or even just progress, means they think they're better than me. They're looking down mm. on us. People well, hate people. or are scared of change. And that's I think that goes for like a lot of like what you were saying how your town loved the gay guy who ran the store mm-hmm. but if like three more move the town let's see how they feel you know, right. I well, think no, it's well, like they, may, love, they love my maybe. uncle, but they would vote against gay marriage every single time. But, yeah. you know but what I mean? Ed, I'm arguing, I think they would like all three of them if they were decent people. Yeah. But when they hear, but they'd still vote the same way. When though. they hear that voting, I think that both both the religious move and then the the move of to make all liberal people, progressive people, uppity, it worked. Mm-hmm. Like there's this feeling where we're from, but but I think it's changing. I think people who are going to these people day-to-day who are doing the work on the ground they're not just yelling at them from a tv or whatever and they're just kind of going and dude ellen don't hit for me in a lot of ways but ellen has done a lot of work just to be a decent human being who Mm -hmm. happens to be gay where people where i'm from are going yeah i don't know i think i'm on her team right now you know what i mean she did it she really changed a lot of things i think as long as you're not her employee i mean yeah yeah i understand she's an asshole Giving holiday gifts is great. Overspending on all those gifts is definitely not. So why spend more than you have to? Finding the lowest price is easy if you have Honey. Honey is a free browser extension that automatically finds the best promo codes wherever you shop online. This means you always get the best deals without even trying on over 20,000 sites such as Amazon, eBay, J.Crew, Sephora, Expedia, Target, Best Buy, and more. I wanted to buy some jeans for the holiday, but I didn't know where to go. So I went online, do my measurements, and found something from J.Crew half off. I felt great. Saving money? Who doesn't love saving money? I saved all that money and I bought myself some chocolate. So I'm not going to fit in those jeans. Honey has found its over 10 million members over a billion dollars in savings. Honey supports over 20,000 stores online. Honey has over 100,000 plus five-star reviews on the Google Chrome Store. If you're buying gifts this holiday season, then you need Honey. If you're not, you probably know someone who is. So do them a solid and tell them about Honey. Honey can help make sure that you're getting the best price for whatever you're buying. It's free to use and installs in just two clicks. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash brighterside. That's joinhoney.com slash brighterside. Something's like changed in the South, and I, I wish it would change uh, for the better because it used to be like, you know, you're poor, you go pick a tomato, you go catch a fish, and that's, you know, you're hungry and that's your lunch. And now it's just like, Check into cashing stores, liquor stores, dollar stores. Well, they've right. been people are sad and they've been preyed upon. Yeah, yeah, right. Those are predatory fucking businesses that like have swooped in and saw those opportunities. Whole Foods and, is cheaper than Dollar General. 
that yes. you really break it down for the quality that you're getting and how much you're paying and like the weird sizes they give you. It's like that shit is really ripping people off. But the irony is there's this um, Republican talking point about once people get on the draw, they'll never get off. They'll become lazy and entitled. But in the South, you can see, and I'm sure this is true and elsewhere, where they get on the draw and they can't get off, but they can't get off partially because they have to go to Dollar General. Yeah. They have yeah. to right. do the check into loan shit or the check into cash loan program, and then that wrecks them. Then they lose their truck, which was how they got to work in the first fucking place. Mm-hmm. So now they can never work again. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Who's actually on the government tit here? This person who is, yes, getting food stamps and benefits, or the corporation they're paying back with that government check every month who gave them a 300% loan to get their truck back. Right. Yeah. Billions of dollars every year, every bank, and overdraft fees. It's insane. With, it's crazy. Like, what? I don't understand... Like why you get late fees? Like I get it. Like as a principal, if you get a you get fined, but like because you didn't pay your bill on time, I get why you would do that in the first place. But it doesn't make any sense because now you're fining people who can't afford to pay you. So now they owe you more money. It, so you know they're just gonna get fined again. It costs it costs money to be broke, and it makes money to Hell, be rich. It's you know illegal what I mean? like to be broke. Right, yeah. yeah. I, so I used to be a public defender and so many times we would run into a situation where if you could just give them a thousand dollars, maybe it was restitution, maybe they spray painted someone's car, yeah. maybe, whatever, maybe they broke something. If you, could, if you just had a thousand dollars, I could make this case go away. But you don't. So you're going to jail. Now my job is to figure out how to make that the least amount of time. Yeah. Whereas, you know, some of my friends who were private counsel, like they would have the co-defendant. The same exact case. And it was like, well, he had $1,000. And I'm like, this this doesn't feel fair. No. And that's why people voted for Trump, honestly. I mean, I could see why they did. Because they're just like, we need to change. This is bad. I'm poor. I'm hungry. When he I, went in and promising angry. jobs. He said, right. we're not going to close the market. That was, he showed like, up. My, he showed up like, my, my hometown, and like the thing, preface this by saying, like, they are wrong about this, and they were hoodwinked. Mm. But, like... My hometown, I told you earlier, it was this weird, like, it wasn't the way that a lot of other small southern towns were, including, like, it also, and you can go back and fucking check the electoral maps if you want to. It's a tiny rural town in Tennessee, but it was a blue county in, like, every major election Mm -hmm. up until 2008. I don't know what that was about. That's a weird (laughs) thing. But, but like, the trend had been that it was a Democratic county of fucking went for Clinton, went for Gore, went for all them. Uh and but also for like 60 years or whatever up until when i was like 10 years old in 1996 um all right so i'll put it this way when i was nine years old uh my dad owned a video store my grandpa owned a car lot my grand my maternal grandmother owned a uh like country restaurant on the town square my gay uncle owned a deli on the town square and you owned a dog and i owned a dog a lo- lovely dog and the his fo- name was and the, terry and the football team was nine and one and in the playoffs yeah. right high school football team crushing it when i was 10 years old 1996 uh the factory left town and oxycontin came into town and 10 years later it's such a springsteen it's true i know i know but it's it's all true and the football team lost the football game 10 years later 
Every single one of those businesses is closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom's hooked on pills and in prison. Fucking half those people I mentioned are dead, and the football team is zero and ten. Wow. Like if I can, like that, like it just like literally everything in my town fell off a cliff like this. And so when fucking Donald Trump shows up and is saying like. I'll go to Mexico and get your jobs and bring them back or whatever. Like, yeah. I understand why that resonated. Even though, even when that was happening, my the whole time I was like, are y'all fucking kidding me? Like, this guy? Like, no, he won't. He's not going to do that. But yeah. like, They just want to. But they wanted to believe it because literally no one else was even pretending to give a shit about any of that. Right. You know? So I like, mean, to a certain extent, except for Bernie, who's actually polled uh, better. Bernie, who, who's polled better in Tennessee and Kansas right. than most that's Democrats. That's true. Yeah. Bernie was also doing very well but in the same places. don't get me started places. on that. <laughs> no, you're Two right. things. No, I right. love how uh, you kind of blame NAFTA for your mom being in prison. That was really beautiful. <laughs> uh, it's like, my own life sucks because of NAFTA. I'm kidding. Uh, Had a lot to do with it, Because you you're right. She That's, worked no, at that factory, goddammit. Literally, <laughs> you're correct. Um, I forgot. What the I will say the one thing that always drove me crazy, and we can get off Trump after this, uh, but he is a New York Big time city swindler. That was that, and like he was that, everything my, they've always my, said. That they was hated. my. I that's said, what drives us the most. Crazy. I, that's yeah. what right. <laughs> that why I said while that was happening, I was like, "Are you kidding me? This guy? Yeah, like, Mitch be, McConnell is bullshit." But I get it. Like that like, turtle came from Kentucky and spawned out of one of our ponds. No, dude, you're mm-hmm. right. I get that. And I wonder if like you like you feel that way maybe because you're from Florida or something. And I say that because like I. Uh, I went on. I was on Bill Maher's show, and I said exactly what you just said. And when I said that, his response was, "Really?" When I, I was, I was like, I looked at, I looked at Trump and them aligning with Trump, and I couldn't believe it. He was like, "Really? You couldn't believe it?" And I was like, "No, I couldn't believe it because my whole life growing up, Trump, you couldn't have painted a better picture mm-hmm. of the exact person that they all hated—a fucking blue blood, silver spoon, Yankee who fucking yeah. thinks he's better than everybody else, thinks he's smarter than everybody else, and needs his fucking ass whipped. Like that, like they hated everything about what he represents until." Mm-hmm. All that shit happened. He became a politician. He went after Obama, and then he showed up and started going after fucking Mexico and the Clintons and China and all that and saying he was going to get their jobs back. And then all of a sudden, they started buying it. But even when that happened, my response was like, like, that dude, really? Like, if it had been, uh, like, Ted Turner... Yeah, you know, yeah, it would doing make way that, more sense. It would I would have been sense. like, okay, I, I really wish this wasn't happening, but I totally get it. But, like... Yeah, man. No, well, you're right. I was he, in a like, podunk town in Mississippi, and like I wanted a po'boy, so I go to this place called Scooter's Po'boys. Pull the car over. There's like pregnant dogs running on the street. There's windows broken out, uh, tumbleweeds. It's ghost town. Eat this delicious po'boy, and I'm like in this restaurant, and I'm looking at this picture, and it's these cars and a bustling business and people walking outside. It's nice, and I'm like, where is that? And they're like, that's here. That was this block. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. No, it's what's happened. I think that people like Bill Maher fail to understand a lot of things. a lot of things. Absolutely, <laughs> I like how we all agree about that. But but one thing they fail to understand is that two people where we're from, they see themselves as the antithesis of Trump. And at a party in New York City, <coughs> they are. Yeah. If you're at a party in New York City and Bill Maher's over here and Donald Trump's over here and they're both holding court. Mm. 
that's that's opposite ends of a spectrum. The people who want to, you know, gravitate towards one versus the other, they couldn't be more different. Where we're from, you two aren't at all on opposite ends of a spectrum. I understand you feel differently about conflicts in the Middle East and what we do with gay rights on a policy level, but you've got to understand that where we're from, that's not opposite ends of the spectrum necessarily. Y'all the same. And Donald Trump, and this is what made us mad, is somehow he circumvented that, and we, we're not quite sure how, but people like Trump... he was going against a woman. And to accept yeah. that, that, that's, that's a lot of it. Yeah. I'm not trying to defend the South. I'm just saying that... Oh, my mom like, straight up doesn't want a woman in power. She's like, women shouldn't be in power because so they're too emotional. I'm like, you're the most emotional person I've ever met. <laughs> well, that was the thing. Like, every, every group of... Every demographic of white people in this country went for Trump. Except for gay. Even college educated women were the lowest number and they went 51 49 for Trump. Yeah. And that's what I was saying earlier about blaming it on working class people. Other than gay white people, kudos to your people, uh, (laughs) every other demographic went at least 51% for Trump. Yeah. Hmm. Well, there's Uh, that Milo guy. Right. So that's why he, that's why it worked. That's like a lot of, right after the election, doing interviews and shit, people would ask me, like, what is it with poor people in the south and voting against their own economic self-interest and i was like what are you talking about like they think that they just did right vote for of course. you know what i mean like if you heard the shit he's saying like also yeah, that's as far so as condescending as do you not understand aware, how condescending that is right? as yeah. far as the, like in their minds they did vote in their own self-interest like mm-hmm. did you not hear the shit that he promised them like right but yeah you know our next president's promised us all free candy he says free candy and uh, blowjobs for everybody. He's trying to get the kid vote. <laughs> <laughs> you said t- fucking 15 minutes ago we're going to get off Trump. So, yeah, let's yeah, get Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, got a couple, I got a question that mm. always bothered me about the South, and then we're going to talk positive. Uh, why do they hate pot? Oh, they don't. They don't. That's straight up gerrymandering. No, I'm not my, even going to sit that at the foot of religion. That's straight up gerrymandering, and you hear these politicians talk about hating pot. Mm-hmm. Let me. That, the people don't. My I mean, stepdad does that shit. I, I did a. Uh, I did a. Uh, there was this like a like a vice type uh, news like hip young news fucking magazine pilot for Showtime that mm-hmm. was done. Like in the style of Vice, but wasn't Vice, and I I was the uh, correspondent on one of their pieces for it, yeah. and for that, and it, it didn't get picked up and all that. But for that piece, it was about Tennessee at the time had a marijuana bill on the docket for the coming up uh, election, and I went there to cover it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I went to Tennessee and I talked to all these different people. I talked to like the the congressman who had drafted the bill i talked to people in opposition for it i talked to people in law enforcement i talked to pain doctors i talked to former like uh addicts like uh opiate opioid addicts or whatever because a big part of the argument was like you know legalizing marijuana has a positive effect on opioid addiction or whatever yeah i talked to all these people and the thing infuriated me because i would talk to the, the two guys who drafted it in tennessee were republican congressmen and I would ask him, I'd be like, so what kind of opposition do you see to this bill among your constituents in rural Tennessee? And they would be like, none. They're like, honestly, really none. They're like, you, like, we pretty much never talk to anybody that has a problem with legalizing marijuana. And then I would say, so, okay, so what's the, 
gun to your head right now, what's the odds that this bill is going to pass? And they were like, 50-50, maybe. And I was like, <laughs> I, and, I, and, I, and, and, and I was like, okay, why? Yeah. And they were like, well, a lot of our, uh, a lot of our colleagues in the state Congress don't see it the same way we do. And I was like, well, wh who gives a fuck how they see it? Like if their constituents, you know, don't have a problem with it, what's it matter? And like, well, and they would just openly say like, well, you know, they've got a lot of other interest in their ear. You know, I'd be like, who is tobacco? They, and they said it was tobacco and big pharma, law, law but it was cops, law enforcement, cops, cops is the number one, private prisons, all that. They were like, they've got them in their ear and they don't want to see that. And, the, and I mean, they would just, openly tell you that you know mm -hmm. these republican congressmen would be like yeah fucking law enforcement and their lobbyists they don't want this to happen and it's going to probably be a roadblock to us and like and that's what happened it didn't pass and that's the fucking reason why and wow. like so just, many people in my family do it you yeah know? I'm like yeah. you just you conservative really, ones probably. conservative yeah they're you like really can't find people in the south anymore that it, 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 whether they do it or not they don't give a fuck they're yeah. fine with it yeah. but like we got all these goddamn private prisons and fucking pharmaceutical will, companies and all this, this bullshit if I'm gonna but, lay it at the feet of the constituents if a police officer a sheriff whatever goes on TV and is like you start legalizing pot what's next I do have people in my family who'd be like damn what is next like they would be susceptible to that yeah. but at the same time if I came to them and was like hey I smoke pot they wouldn't care. Do you at think all. I'm evil or that I'm going to leave? And they'd be like, oh, no, I guess you're right. Yeah. Hmm. There are some dumbasses who work in pot shops, though. I would say oh, some no, of the dumbest of people yes. I've ever met yeah. in my oh. life. I was oh. like, how did you live I think this they, those people have been a huge impediment to the movement for pot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Can we like, talk about how for so pot long, does a lot make of the biggest dumb. like faces of the pot like, movement fucking, were pot <laughs> makes you dumb. Like, Not good. everybody, but there's some people that I've had in my life that are potheads who don't get any dumber. And there's people in my life who are potheads. They get way dumber. There was mm. this girl I used to work in a pot place, and I quit before they fired me. But she was just like, yeah, so I have to go to court because I took my friend's car and she called the cops saying I have to go to Grand Theft Auto. And I was like, S you took a friend's car? Sounds like you stole a car. <laughs> also, also, that bitch was facing a felony. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto is not just a video game. That's yeah. a gnarly charge. She thought it was fine. La -di -da. She's like, who wants to roll up some joints? And I was like, you're so dumb. <laughs> All right, what do y'all miss about the South? What is uh, what's I mean, other than the word y'all? Well, we're uh, we're in y December. Y'all took the word y'all, so I don't miss that at all. We're in December right now, and I always felt like as an adult, the fall was my favorite time of year in the mm -hmm. South for a lot of reasons. So like, uh, the weather it was fucking pretty, the leaves, all that. Uh, college football and yeah. like that's a fucking big thing. Oh, and, like, I miss just, that. Uh, I was in the marching band, and I used to put tampons under my hat because I, you couldn't have a... There's no pockets in your pants. <laughs> march around with a little tampon floating around in my head. Uh, I still personally have yet to find a place in L.A. that's like up to my standard for either barbecue or fried chicken so that's another thing oh my yeah. god i'm that's... sure they exist yeah i'm sure they exist you've been, been to you roscoe's try, try the korean I didn't, roscoe's is okay roscoe's, roscoe's is fine, is fine. Yeah. people Gus's wait was good but yeah. the one in memphis is way better yeah um but yeah all that and then also like um I don't know. It's weird. Like, I've always been kind of a man without a country because, like, growing up in the South, as fucking progressive. I was always, like, the commie liberal fucking mm -hmm. panko dude or whatever. But, like, also out here, I feel like the opposite sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, like I, 
I feel like people are overly sensitive to a, to like a lot of shit out here. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my Although God. I will say, I feel like California has finally caught up to me in one thing, and that's that uh, straws are bullshit. I've never <laughs> never liked straws. My ah. papa didn't like straws. I've been saying it for years. Whenever, <laughs> when I go to a bar, I ask for a straw, and I'm like, give me the ones that kill turtles. The most turtles. The most turtles. The most turtle seeks killing them out. straws. Yeah. I mean, can a metal we, straw. Can we spend some money just like teaching a turtle how to use a goddamn straw get him to tell his buddies yeah they keep talking about retraining all the truck drivers yeah. to code or whatever retrain the turtles to I'm use saying. a straw god you damn these stories about people getting the tracheotomy and they can breathe through a straw like on an airplane yeah. or whatever if, if a fucking dead human can breathe through a straw a turtle can what do you miss <laughs> fuck man turtles um mud ones i miss being a comic in the south yeah which is people like to laugh they come to shows to laugh and we and you if you did you start in the south Mm -mm. we were able to play the role of underdog slash fucking insider of bullshit and And edgy and shit too like we were like we were edgelords because we like gay people and talked about church and it wasn't that the whole crowd hated gay people it was that you would go to a comedy club that's a business that's a very conservative minded place even if they don't care what your thoughts are it was like you don't talk about that here because it might hurt my business so i was able to and i go to new york and it's like these are the most boring fucking thoughts i've ever heard man right. so then i try to lean the other way and now they're like whoa with that accent what are you racist so i i'm I, like being a comic in the south was to a certain extent easier for me on a personal level not mm-hmm. not success wise success wise i needed to leave to have yeah. success but on a personal level it was like I feel good about what I'm saying, right. and I'm an edge lord, and I'm fucking sticking it to the man, and I'm doing the right thing, and all that feels convoluted anywhere else. Um, and then even when we go back now and do our own shows, we have our own crowd, and I still feel a little bit like I'm preaching to the choir. Mm. Yeah, that's whereas the thing. back in the day, I felt like in my soul, like I was doing the right, right. thing. Yeah. It's uh, my favorite negative comment that we have ever gotten on the internet was uh, when we like. When me, him, and Corey were on The View talking about our book, one of the top comments on the YouTube video was a guy in his profile picture is a black guy. And he said, uh, so what, these dudes want a cookie just for not being racist? (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, yeah, man, I miss my cookies. (laughs) Like, even if I was the only one serving them, I miss going to Side Splitters, the shitty comedy club close to Farragut, Tennessee, which is so backwards and racist. Stacey Campfield came from there. He's the politician who did the don't say gay bill. He wanted to make it illegal for teachers to even say the word gay. What? That's gay. So I'm, exactly. So I'm doing comedy in that arena. And yeah, I got plenty of cookies for not being racist. So I admit that this is bullshit. You know what I mean? Were they black and white cookies? Yes, they were every time. (laughs) And I only ate the black part because I'm woke. But, uh, (laughs) or you wanted a gun. I miss, I do miss, I do miss fall and seasons in general. And I miss food. I miss my family, but I also miss family in general. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's no in, older people or younger people here. It's very weird. It's all 22-year-olds and tight pussies and, everywhere you go. Right. So many tight pussies. So many tight I'm pussies. I'm so sick of all the pussies. I'm tired of it. <laughs> and, like, he has tight kids. they are. But, like, I'm not going to go to Thanksgiving <laughs> with him and his kids and the other couples he met with kids. Just show up like a pedophile. Exactly. Hey, I'm here it's with your weird. children. <laughs> but, like... Yeah, I miss old people and kids. Thank yeah. you, Amber. That's really what I'm saying. I miss yeah, old people and, that's a, also, and kids. Also, like I like I mean, and we sort of touched on it, but I miss like liberals in the South, like 
Liberals in the South. Furious are, people. I love them. They get li- so angry. Liberals in the I'm South. I'm very calm. Liberals yeah. in the South are different because, like, they're, like, jaded. So, well, also, they in have the this, minority. It's, I have to, like, I. Y'all are so fucking comfortable here, man. And like, (laughs) and sensitive. Like, like for example, uh, my best friend, right? He's a very liberal dude. He grew up in the same place I did. He's fucking redneck as hell, but he's very liberal. But like, this is a story he told me recently, Mm -hmm. and he was completely serious. He was talking about this guy he grew up, or this guy that he works with, right? And he works construction. He was like, this guy, man, he's got he's got this little nephew, right? And his nephew, he's really good at baseball. He plays Little League Baseball, and he's really good. But apparently, every time the kid does something good, he celebrates by dancing, you know? And so, like, this dude's fucking, he's worried that that means that his nephew is fucking gay or something, right? And he was like, and what the fuck is that about, Trey? Like, he thinks dancing to celebrate makes you gay automatically? You know, but what, he thinks, like, Cam Newton sucking dicks after every touchdown? Or what, like, what the fuck? He's like, also, man, even if the kid is gay, so what? Is that making me less of a ball player or any less of his nephew? You know what I mean, Trey? Just fucking let the little queer dance. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that, like, that's how liberals in the South are. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and, and that's what I'm used to. Not yeah. perfect. Right, or, not perfect. Well, because they are, they got, frankly, so much better than everyone else around them. <laughs> they don't filter themselves in powerful. order to try and be it. Dude, my, my best friend Brian, this story is not anywhere near as good, but he did DMT recently. He was going to smoke DMK, DMT. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to do it on Sunday, man. I'm super fucking ever. Brian's a farmer. He's red as hell just been in so many bar fights around me he just used to shoot six shots of tequila back to back to back so he this is the guy he is he's a farmer and he lives in the middle of no in barville tennessee and he was talking about how he was going to smoke dmt and um he was like i'm nervous about it i don't know if i want to do it and he goes here's my thing dude i don't like people on earth i don't know if i'm going to enjoy the people on the next plane you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to smoke DMT and I'm going to go to a new plane and I'm going to like the beings I come into contact with there? Wow. I don't think so because I hate these fucking people. And all that's great. And then he sends me a picture of an alien. <laughs> Did he, he do goes, or a real and he, alien? And he goes, you see this? I don't want to meet this F word. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, man, I was so with you. But... It's those those people right are turn. hilarious. He <laughs> smokes DMT and get more, gets more bigoted. What do you miss? But he's from not the... bigoted. He's it's not. weird. I, I honestly think he did that because he thought because he thought I thought it was funny. Oh mm-hmm. man, that happens all the time when people when you, they hear you're a comedian they immediately say the worst thing they could possibly say and you're supposed to laugh at it. Yeah, and you're just like. Huh. What do you miss about the South, Amber? Um, definitely the food. Definitely how cheap it was. College, mm-hmm. they had twenty five cent oyster night. Yeah. And these are some Louisiana big old fat oysters. Oh, man. Nothing like a golf oyster. Ooh, just kind of flavor. Like, not as much flavor, but I like this, the fat richness of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, With yeah. some hot sauce on a cracker, I'd get a Bud Light. Going, I would get three dozen oysters. <sighs> I would just suck them down. One of those could kill me, but I'll, I'll die a peaceful lady. I don't care. We Louisiana have has Jacks. the best, best food thing. in this country. Oh, oh my God. Louisiana, man. Amber, I don't know if you've resisted it. But you kind of drifted in the southern accent when we first got here, and then I feel like this whole podcast. You just, can I just hear just anything from home? Um, can you like yell at your mom? Not not doing a character. I want to hear Amber's accent. Amber, well, I I was deliberately like trying to not sound southern. So you don't up. have it. That's fine. Yeah, because I would like. Well, it comes out when I drink a bit, but something like we going down the Walmart now.
now. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Down there at the Walmart there. Yeah, you got to put your shoes on at Walmart. Good lady, get off your wheelchair on the highway. <laughs> I want to know what you miss about Florida. I mean, you know, honestly, one of the things I was thinking about how I grew up in Boca and Deerfield, and I got to say that everywhere I lived, and I lived there, Tallahassee, New York City, and Los Angeles. South Florida is the most segregated place I've ever lived. Right. It is like I grew up. I looked at a picture. I was looking through a bunch of old pictures recently. It was my 10th birthday party. It was me, two white kids, an Egyptian, a Vietnamese, a black kid, and a fucking Cuban kid. And I'm just like, look at what the fuck? Like, how? Like, when did it, like this like whole segregation thing happen? My school was forced segregation because we were in a rich neighborhood. They would bus kids from the next town over to make sure that we had enough black kids in our school. Do you like, mean integration? Integration. Or integration. integration. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the opposite. Yeah. My yeah, yeah, school yeah, 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 was yeah. for segregation. You're all happy about yeah, it. No, no, no. Integration. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. But yeah, it was. It, it, no, I agree with you. Not my hometown, but Knoxville, Tennessee. And yeah. where I live specifically in Knoxville, I, I miss diversity, man. It was crazy. I never, I never really experienced I didn't know I was in it until afterwards when everyone started telling me I wasn't in it. You know, I remember my football team, my Pop Warner football team. I was one of three white kids. You know, like we were good, but uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> but it was just so like they weren't like, Honduran. I miss you know, and I do miss you know, uh, alligators. I miss yeah. <laughs> yeah, nature. I do yeah. scary nature. Like LA nature is a little more um, hygiened, I mm-hmm. guess. And you just sort of go on these hikes, and everything's nice. And like, oh look, there's Kylie Jenner on the hike. You know, yeah. and the nature is just like, watch out for that wild dog over there. Right. Yeah, it's anything no can happen in Florida. Did you bring up college football? You did, didn't you? A yeah, I mentioned bit. it. Yeah, it's I so said it's one of the things got, I missed. But you, real you're, football. You're just now getting around to that because you moved from Tennessee to here, dude. I lived in Boston. I, I lived in Boston and went to Boston College Law School when Matty Ice had them undefeated. Matt Ryan, mm-hmm. quarterback of the Falcons, had them undefeated at number two in the net. No one gave a fuck. Right. Yeah. And New York, no one gave a fuck. Miami, no one gave a fuck. Like, college football. I oh, tailgating? Because I went to LSU. Yes. People tailgate. Like, I was a poor I college LSU student. jersey earlier. Oh. LSU's my favorite, uh, favorite opposing team I've ever been in a tailgate for. When I went to – I used to go to Tennessee tailgates all the time. And oh, LSU yeah. was my favorite because, like, they were all drunk as fuck and walking around giving us boudin and shit. Like, they were Amber, it is my secret life goal to somehow do something that is – that relates to Louisiana in some way so much that they just give me an honorary degree from there. Oh. I want to be an LSU Tiger so bad. Now oh, that's yeah. it, like you it, say it. as far as doing comedy, <laughs> they don't even check. As far, they as, don't. as far as doing comedy in the South, they tell you you can't do like uh, religion or politics or whatever. But like the in our experience, the main thing you really shouldn't bring up is college football because like even oh, if, yeah. like, like even if you do it, that well, it's like it's either hate or like they just. Immediately, it doesn't matter where you at. Even if you say something they'll agree with, they just like start losing their mind. You know what I mean? Like it's just like the minute you bring up college football, it's like you hear a roll tide, then you hear a war War eagle, eagle, then you hear go dogs, go balls. What is LSU's chant? Tigers, tigers. Tigers. You hear go. You hear all that shit, and then and then the crowd's not listening to you anymore. Yeah, it just devolves. Yeah, there would be fights. So we just had that annoying chop. You know that, that that always take over any stadium. Which is oh really yeah, good. y'all were great. Man. Oh yeah, no, oh, absolutely. Florida, I love Florida. Fight within the within the college football because it was Miami, 
uh, University of Florida and Florida State. All right, well, let's wrap this puppy up. That's one thing inside. I do miss about the South is wrapping puppies up and then throwing them off a bridge into the river. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's too many dogs. Too many. I was, do- <laughs> I was doing a show in L.A., and I forget what the joke even was, but I referenced you know getting free puppies at Walmart, and the yes. whole crowd turned against me. And I was I, like, what do you guys I do? I also used to have a bit about exactly that. And yeah. it's like, our first show on the tour was at the Punchline in uh, Atlanta, and fucking George Wallace was there and came up on stage and stuff after us. And he came up there and said, my favorite joke, his his favorite of my jokes was the joke about the box of dogs. Because I said, like, <laughs> growing up, like, if a dog died or whatever, to get a new dog, what that meant was you just got in the truck and drove around until you saw a box of dogs yeah. in a fucking dollar store parking lot somewhere or something which people, was true but like but yeah. i but I, I started finding in other places people got real weird about that well, shit they, they go quiet. and breed them you yes. know and i'm like what's worse because your animals just like kill me a pug wants to die he wants to die see, that's in so sad. florida you see a box of dogs there's always a chance it's actually like a box of lizards or monkeys <laughs> okay look Ed, we get it florida is weird florida gets to be like judgmental and worse than everybody at the same time i lived in florida i lived in aventura oh cool. my neighbor alex was russian he took us to fetish parties and the gun range that was all he was into libertarian if you don't tallahassee florida the only place there was no racism in that entire city was the fucking gun range mm-hmm. there were cops right. hillbillies and fucking gangsters it's almost like yeah. if you have a gun in your hand like... people aren't racist towards you <laughs> so weird how that works dude i, I did it one of my first shows i did in la was like a political comedy type show and it was a bunch of different comics on it but me and there was also this like like Black Panther type of black comic, and and then they did this thing at the end it was like a gimmick where we it's all just a regular like, black guy. We all tried to like, like he's a Panther. No, 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 he, no. He had a whole. He was his whole thing, and as it was my whole thing. And at the end, they had this like gimmick where we were all like we all tried to find like common ground or whatever. Mm-hmm. And me and that dude, it was guns. Like that was the. That was where we landed. I love guns. I want to go to a shooting range here, but so you have you to one. be. Thank yes. you. You can't go by yourself because they don't want some. <laughs> lone shooter going in there so I gotta find a buddy to go with yeah, me and my oh, wife will go with you okay. she loves them we're we went down. in Florida Alex took us so real quick if I have time no we got time got Amber time. I met you at the creek in the cave yeah that was a long time ago I don't know if you remember and I, I heard you do a set that night it was right before I moved I hadn't I'd been there a while but I just started like people just started to give a shit that I was there you know how that yeah. goes mm-hmm. yeah and I remember like not wanting to be too much like I fucking loved everything you did. Not to come across as creepy or whatever, but you had a couple of jokes where you went into the accent or whatever, and I was like, that's fucking it. That's it right there. And you just said you like guns. I'm like, you just made me feel how I felt that night. (laughs) Hell yeah. She's the best. Did you guys have guns? Hell yeah. Yeah, I, I've never bought a gun. I owned, you stole a gun. I own 17 guns. <laughs> yeah, because you could fix them. All right. <laughs> I inherited my grandfather's arsenal. Oh, so, my God. Yeah, so. yeah, and I guess sort of in the same vein. I don't have any out here. We've been talking about getting the shotgun out here. Mm-hmm. But to my name or whatever, like according to my dad, of the 65 to 70 that he owns, 20 or so are mine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's no stand your ground law here, so somebody could break into your apartment and try to rape your wife and if you shoot him in the head right. you go to jail well and but here's my thing with that worth it <laughs> yeah. a you're right and then b 
there's also a thing called jury nullification. Oh. I'm see, I'm getting into my nerd no, shit. No, I love this I, shit. Because I used to be a public defender. And you can just say to a jury as a defense lawyer, you're allowed to do this. And there's in every state, you're allowed to do this. You can literally say to a jury, I don't have a legal argument because the laws in this state are bullshit. But if you think that this man who shot his wife, if you're cool with that, you can let him go. And then you can say... And the prosecutor's about to get up here and tell you it's your duty to follow the law. If that makes you fucking feel uncomfortable, you probably shouldn't say fuck. Yeah. Don't do that. Tell the judge, tell the court, and tell the state of California that if a man shoots another man who's raping his wife, you're cool with that, and we're all cool with that, do it right now. And, by the way, as far as I know, I don't know what the exact statistics on this, but when I was a public defender and they were giving us training... Jury nullification is actually one of the strongest fucking arguments in America. You gotta have a that's white the, suit uh, on. That's the uh, time to kill And you gotta be a white person for right the most there. part. <laughs> or if you're black, have a black jury. Here's what all Americans, and this is across the board, Hispanic, black, white, this is what Asian, I don't leave anybody out. You guys get it if you're listening. Here's what we all love. We love to believe that America is fair. It's not. And look, if, uh, there might be a black person right now listening to this, but I don't think it's fair, but some part of you has been infiltrated by our bullshit like this is the greatest country in the world if you turn that on in people if you're looking at a jury and you're like aren't we here to do the right thing people fucking love that shit yeah John Grisham understood that hell yeah he did he would have been a great lawyer John Grisham movie is he from the south hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) who am I I was born yesterday Uh, yeah Well, he went to law school at Harvard, and he grew up in Memphis, but he might be from somewhere else. I have no idea. No, he's no John Grisham Southern. He was well, born from an eagle's butthole. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's from Mississippi. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you yeah. so much. That has been The Brighter Side. Y'all are fucking phenomenal. Uh, go check out Well Read Comedy. They have Comedy Central sketches on the Comedy Central YouTube page. Y'all got a podcast, too. What's mm-hmm. that called? The Well Read Podcast. Well Read Podcast. R-E-D. W-E-L-L-R-E-D. It's like Smart Redneck. You guys have yeah. heard it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was Drew Morgan. You want to check him out on Instagram. It's Drew Morg Comedy on, on Instagram or Twitter. And Trey, the liberal redneck, check out his own personal YouTube page. And Instagram official Trey Crowder, uh, Twitter uh, Trey Crowder. That's T R A E Crowder. His as mama, Channing Crowder. His mama named him after the first thing she did drugs off of. <laughs> 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 also, this weekend the Roastmasters pop up is happening in Studio City. If you are around Studio City or the Los Angeles area, come check this out. It's a coffee shop we're opening for two days only. On December 7th and 8th in Studio City, 12232 and a half Ventura Boulevard. Jeff will be there the whole time. I'll be there. Amber's going to do a spot. If y'all are around this weekend, I'd love to have you come by and do a spot. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's coffee all day, comedy all night. We got art. We got t-shirts. You can come buy some coffee and give a shitty gift to the relative you don't fucking like that much (laughs) also classy night out is changing this month it's not going to be on the second wednesday it's actually going to be on the 21st of december that's at 9 p.m on a saturday uh so that's going to be our christmas show come check that out me and henry will be hosting that um twitter at brighter side lpn uh at amber smelson at eddie 
Oh, I'm sorry. This is Twitter. Fuck. Oh, yeah, I did say that. All right. At Brighterside LPN, at Amber Smelson, at Ebby, Eddie Tweeting, and at Eddie Tunes underscore Instagram, the Brighterside LPN, Eddie Ewing, Eddie Tunes. Check, email us. Let us know how we're doing. The Brighterside LPN at Gmail. And, uh, yeah, let us know, it. like, if you like it, if you don't like it, if you have a problem, if you want to talk, just email us. Hell yeah, man. We love hearing from you. And we also send us some gifts if you want. All right. Taking us out today. We always like to end every show with a, with a song. And I love the drive by truckers. I'm sure you fuckers do too. Fuck Hell yeah. yeah. That's Hell one yeah. of the first things we all bonded over, dude. That's right. Yeah. They're like, oh, no, no, yes, me and you, but I'm yeah. talking about me and Trey. Like, this is uh, the genesis of our tour. I'm sorry, I got too excited. No, Go no, ahead, no, no that's fine. The song's the righteous path. Everyone fucking listen to it. Be a part of being good to your, being good to each other. Everything's good about the South, except for the people and everything, the crimes that they commit. Uh, we, <laughs> lo- <laughs> we love you, baby. You, Have Eddie. a good one. <laughs> no one named Eddie has uh, ever been good to the South. Well, people named Ed, however. <laughs> This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Hey, Mom. First things first, thank you. It's my one-year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.